Hello and welcome to the 23rd episode of my podcast Blind So What. Thanks again to everyone who tuned in to listen today. I really appreciate your support and also your interest in how it is to live life as a blind person or as a person with disability in general. If you want to stay up to date on my podcast and also what I do musically, you can visit my social media sites such as Facebook, Spotify, Instagram and YouTube. Or you can also check out my homepage www.kira-moser.com Before we start, I want to apologize that I didn't do an episode in August. I was at home in Austria for July and the first two weeks in August and there was a lot going on so I didn't really find the time to produce a new episode. Also when I came back to Boston there was a lot going on because I was moving to a new apartment and I'm still getting things settled here. I thought today I will tell you a little bit about what I did in the summer. In August I had the opportunity to teach at the Victor Wooten Bass Workshop, which is a three-day workshop for high school students at Berklee College of Music. It was such an amazing experience, not only for my students, but also for me. I learned so much about myself, not only as a teacher, but also as a person and a player. I have teaching experience with private students and also through the masters I did in Vienna. That was for pedagogy and for teaching bass. But this was a totally new thing and an amazing experience because I teach a group of players. And of course, for me as a blind person, it is a lot different to teach a group than to teach one person because you have to be aware of what everyone is doing at the same time. It is different for a sighted person as well. So I think it is challenging for everyone. I learned a lot and it was a great experience. In addition to that, it was amazing to meet all those people who teach at the workshop, like Victor Wooten, Steve Bailey, and of course, Evan Marion, who is an amazing bass player too. I'm really looking forward to teaching workshops like that in the future and not only teaching my students something, but also learning from them. What I did as well this summer was a cycling tour with friends of mine. Now, a lot of people who I tell about that are like, you did a cycling tour? How do you cycle? Did you cycle on your own? I do a lot on my own and I really want to accomplish things on my own, but I am not crazy. <laughs> so I cycle with a tandem. It is a bike that has two seats and only one steering bar. The two sets of pedals are synced. So yes, of course I have to pedal and I have to pedal exact the same speed and strength as my pilot is pedaling. The pilot is the person who sits in the front of the tandem. Cycling with tandems is also a Paralympic discipline. I had the pleasure to watch the cyclers in London at the Paralympics 2012. Basically, a tandem is great because you can actually cycle a lot faster than you can with a normal bike because you have two people pedaling and that makes it a lot faster. The only thing is that there are a few things that are a little bit harder than if you're on the bicycle on your own. One thing is steering because the bike is a little bit longer as a normal bike is and you have to be careful if you make sharp turns or if there are multiple turns at once. Another thing that is a challenge is starting to ride. Because the pedals are in sync you have to start together and also keep the balance. We normally use a command like three, two, one, go or ready, set, go or something. So we know when we're going to start. And also what I already mentioned is keeping the balance because there are two people on the bike. The possibility of someone wobbling is a little bit higher. So it is harder to keep the balance. 
And also because there is more weight on the bike, it is harder to keep the balance as well. But overall, if you're used to riding the bicycle and if you do it regularly, you're actually all set for being a good tandem pilot. What we did on the tour was we rode the bikes from Filach through the Socha Valley, which is a valley in Slovenia, to Cividale in Italy. And from there we cycled to Aquilea and Grado. And then me and a friend of mine took the train back and the other friends cycled on to Piran, which is a city in Slovenia. I didn't do the whole tour because I went back to Boston for teaching at the Victor Wooten base workshop. We stayed over in hostels when it was raining and when it wasn't, we camped and it was a lot of fun. Another thing I did this summer was I was on the sports week for blind people. It is a week that is organized once a year by Charlie Mayer. He is one of the most important people for blind sports in Austria. There is an adult skiing course once a year and also a skiing course for children. And then there is the sports week once a year and he organizes all of those things and a lot more. If you want to know how a blind or visually impaired person skis, you can refer to one of my previous episodes in which I talk about skiing. In the sports week for blind people, although, we did summer sports, which was mainly athletics, climbing, hiking, swimming, playing football, playing goalball, which is another sports for blind people I will do an episode about soon. And also we did things like condition training or circle training or we went to their gym and did a little bit of weightlifting. This year they also offered some dancing courses and sometimes they even have places for shooting. The sports week is for people of every age. They have a kids group where I think the youngest child was three or four this year, but they also have a lot of groups for adults and for teenagers. A sports week like this is of course a challenge to organize because you need a lot of guides for the people who are fully blind, but it has always worked out really well and I'm so happy that there are so many people out there who want to help blind people to stay fit and make sports. Basically, if you have enough guides, the blind participants of the sports week can actually act like completely normal participants of a other sports week. Hiking works with a guide, you just hold on to their arm or if there is a narrow passage, you hold on to their backpack. Running is actually kind of similar, just that you have a band, like for example, you can use the lace of a shoe or a key band that connects the blind and the sighted person, so you don't have to hold on to their arm, which can be a little bit annoying if you run and you sweat and whatever. Running is maybe a little bit more challenging than walking, because you actually have to make the same movements with your arms. That means if I step forward with my left foot, the guide has to step forward with their right foot, so our arms move in sync. Of course, when you sprint, sometimes that gets a little bit out of rhythm, but if you run long distances, that is actually the way to go. Also, if there's a competition, the guide isn't allowed to be in front of the blind person who is participating. I will definitely do an episode about every sports more in detail, but I just wanted to tell you about the offers at the sports week because I think it's an amazing event and it's very important because blind people should have the same opportunity to make sports as everyone else, which is often not possible because if you live on the countryside, you're not that independent, so you depend maybe on people who drive you or on buses that maybe only depart twice or three times a day. Blind people who live on the countryside often try to ask friends or family to go for a run with them or maybe do home workouts 
but it is very hard to motivate yourself to do sports if you don't really have good access to it. That's why it's really important to spread the motivation and of course also to spread the offers all around the place, not only to have offers for blind people or people with disabilities in big cities, but also maybe in smaller cities and try to advertise it better and provide the information that the blind people need in order to find the offers. With sports for blind people and people with disability, there's a long way to go but also there are a lot of amazing offers out there already and I'm really grateful for what has developed in the past and also looking forward to what comes in the future. Of course, I also spend time with my friends and family in the summer as I don't get to do that during the semesters and it was really important for me to do that. Yeah, so that was it about my summer. I hope you enjoyed listening to what I experienced and I promise that you don't have to wait as long as last time for the next episode. I have some exciting things for you to learn. Stay tuned for it. And don't forget, blind, so what?